0: Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shire. The um, Nesmach as always Ruzlbas, R'Achana, Ezra. Baruch Hashem tevim Baruch Hashem Shalom. I would like to dedicate also to the new couple, Baruch Hashem, Nachem Mendel and Nachamadina Partush. And will join our family. she bring Banu the Dishmaya in the way that the Taylor tells us that the and she live in the ways that Rebbe instructs us and follow the ways of our forefathers this Shabbos ishuvus easier said than done because if this if you're listening to this broadcast that's it's Israel and you say this Shabbos is they say Pashas Nasi. Chutzlaretz. We learned this week. Kita's pashas Nasai mentioned. Next week we're going to again learn pashas nasi, in as much as this Shabbos is Shavuos, second day Shavuos in Chutzlaretz, and therefore we're going to be reading the Kriyat HaYetzirah for Yom and and as Israel they only have one day Shavuos, and therefore they will be reading pashas nasi. I hope that's not too confusing for anybody. If it is, as long as you're here in America or out of Israel, you have no reason to try to delve into it and to rack your brains of what's going on. Friday is Yom Tov and Shabbos is Yom Tov. Generally, people cook before Yom Tov. They prepare their food so that they can eat on Yom Tov. Throughout the year, we should talk about the Shabbos. Whoever toils on out of Shabbos, preparing their food, eats on Shabbos. For what that means spiritually, or what that means physically in its physical realm, if you stand and cook on Friday afternoon or Friday morning or Thursday night, then Shabbos you have what to eat. On Friday, I'm allowed to cook for Shabbos every week because Friday is a regular weekday on Shabbos I'm not allowed to cook so I'll have to cook on Shabbos on Yom Tif, you're allowed to cook Eichel Nefesh which means I'm going to eat this food now I can cook it I'm going to prepare a salad that I'm going to take it now to the table. I'm going to prepare a roast that I'm going to eat it by today by the Yomtiv. I'm going to cook fish or whatever it might be. I'm preparing it for the Yomtiv meal. I'm allowed to eat it. I'm allowed to cook it and I'm allowed to eat it. Different opinions the way if you can raise the fire, if you can lower your fire, how, how we could do all these different things. Generally, we prepare a fire before Yomtiv. From which to light, which to cook. Obviously, you keep it covered with a plata, with a blech, whatever you might use, so that the fire, so that you can cook whatever you need to cook. However, that said, if there's two days jump we cook on the first day for what we need to eat the first day. We cook the second day, we need to cook for the second day. What happens we need to eat something for the second night? First day we had our food, and for the second night we need to have food. Because we ran out of food, or because we planned on making more food, or whatever it might be. We didn't have fridge space. So by making, so uh, if we want to cook on Yom we'll have to cook on Yom However, we may not cook from the first day Yom for the second day Yom That gather, that boundary is where it's put put into place. We don't cook from one day Yom to the next day Yom what would one do in that case? I have to cook, I have to, we have to eat tonight, we ran out of soup, we ran out of uh, meat, we ran out of chicken, whatever it was, I had a fish, and we need to have more tonight, and people are going to be coming, and we're going to have to serve them, we're not going to be able to serve them. We cook on the first day, but it needs to be completely ready, and we need to eat from it, we need to taste from it, on the the first day so that we consider it that we cooked it for today that we ate it today and that you're allowed to do and then for the next day you have it already you have the, you have what quote unquote left over from whatever you tasted when do we say such a thing when there's two days during a weekday what happens though if yomtiv is going into Shabbos, I need to put up things that are going to be cooking, that have to cook, have to be cooked for Shabbos. For yomtiv to yomtiv, I can taste it; I can get away with it. it's Yomtiv, yomtiv to Shabbos, I can't do that. From yomtiv to cook for Shabbos, I can't. Another thing, I need to light candles. On Friday evening, I don't need to. The ladies need to light candles on Friday evening. Candles, they're lighting, they're lighting for Shabbos. It's a Shabbos candle. They're making the bracha they're Shabbos for How can they light a candle on Tov for Shabbos? Similarly, we find the same thing making the Shabbos l'cheel. On Shabbos itself, you cannot prepare a salad, for example, for Moab Malka. So our sages established a very interesting way to connect to such. And that is done with what's called an Eiruv Tafshilin. Generally, some people have heard about the concept of an Eiruv. For one reason and another, it's a very controversial situation where different neighborhoods, different areas, different places that want to say they have a native or want to set up a native actually, so that people can carry their on Shabbos. What does that even mean? Why would people want to carry on Shabbos? We know that according to Tata. You're not allowed to be Mavedal rabbi's, but you're not allowed to take something four cubits in the public domain on Shabbos. You're not allowed to carry it. there's different ways of carrying. If you pin it onto your clothing, if you wear it as a belt, if you... Okay, that's one thing. But to literally push a a stroller to take your favorite siddha to shul or to bring a pot of food to your neighbor, from going out onto the street and uh, and back into their house, we're not allowed to on Shabbos. According to the home and sector and we learn about the Yachid and the a public domain and a private domain. One may not carry from a public domain to a private and a private to a public. Mm -hmm. and one may not carry within the public domain that said Mm -hmm. Chachamim, Baruch Hashem came up with a solution for that as well and that was making an Eidiv the Eidiv is a simple not simple, sorry the concept of the Eidiv is to make it all one Rishos. In a in, bottle, just in a. I'm uh, not going to go into Hil- Hilchus In a nutshell, as we say, it becomes all one property, all one Rishos, and therefore, although it's, till now, considered public domain, outside on the street, we close this off with it can be closed with walls, but you can't make walls. So what's made is a lachi to a lachi. They make sticks to sticks with a cord above the stick, and thereby making this our domain. You can make that between you and your neighbor. if you share a driveway with your, with your neighbor, you make such a, just such you have to make an Erev with them as well, with uh, challah, with matzah and then you as well have this lechi lechi to lechi, you have this wire and then there are different opinions how much space can be between the two which is very, very, very technical and because it's so technical Your best bet is not to make an Arif. I mean, maybe between you and your neighbor, it's not so hard. But a city Arif, a neighborhood Arif, etc., although there are carte blanche things that we could use, that we can make from this to that, and say it became an Arif, but. Best not toil with this. Best not work yourself, involve yourself in this, because unless you're an expert, you're just not going to do it right. If you don't do it right, one hundred percent, you one may not carry there on Shabbos. And if somebody does carry in, in, in said such a on based on your um. Hashkacha and your opinion and it's not you're not doing it 100% the way it's allowed to be done it should be done then you're causing the person to sin and although we want to say the sin is upon you for doing it etc leave it alone don't point fingers the worst thing in the world is pointing finger that said we do so therefore it teaches us that we make an Aidiv, we carry over, we bring over and incorporate the two reshuyas, the two properties of public and private domain. So too we make what's known as an Aid of The Aid of Tafshilin is a process which on which we make a brocha shek lishanov vitzivanu. And uh, we take a baked good, either challah or a matzah. We take a cooked item, fish or egg or whatever it might be. They're taken together, on which we make a bracha, and on which we say that with this aid I'm allowing to cook on Friday for Shabbos. Also any fires that I need to light, for example, the candles. We light the Licht on Friday afternoon, on Friday evening before Shabbos, and I'm allowed to do so because we have this eight of It's not cooking, but it's lighting a fire. Comes the shaila if a woman is alone. A woman is uh, without without a husband there, or doesn't have a husband. Can't she be yeter so with another man's ederet It's Very very stru- very very deep technicality, and we're not going to delve into. We're not letting hilchas ederet as I said. The must be made on Thursday afternoon, and is put away and is ultimately eaten by the person that makes the elif, Shabbos, afternoon. Preferably by Shalashudas, by the third meal. Now, since one uses either a whole matzah or a whole challah, it's brought down that this challah should be used as Lechem Mishnah for each meal. In other words, Friday night we take another challah and our Erev challah. We use those two for the Chemishna. We cut, obviously, the other challah and we put away again the Erev. And we do the same thing for Shabbos morning. And those that are going to eat on <coughs> we will wash and eat the Erev Tavshilin which they prepared on Thursday you're allowed to keep it in a bag so it does stay fresh it doesn't have to become and hard like a rock we're uniting Yom Tov with Shabbos it is a very very important thing that is done if someone has to forgets to do so to tell you how severe this is they're allowed once in a lifetime to rely on the Rabbi of the city when he makes his, he's saying also that I allow other people as well as it says, everyone says that actually but we are allowed to rely one time in a lifetime on the love in case we didn't make there are minor, minor, minor loopholes otherwise how and what one could possibly make on it doesn't really fly So as we said, this Shabbos is Chag Hashavuos, Nasse and Ishma, Chag Hashavuos, a Yom which is Namilahem. We don't have to be restricted with the restrictions of, of Pesach can't eat this, we can't eat that, we have to eat matzah. we have to we don't have to eat out in a sukkah dafka, we can eat in our house the comfort of our home, although (laughs) ironically if the weather is nice people like to eat outside it's not milachem we're told, prepare beautiful, delicious, delectable foods, and enjoy them. And that's why there's no Bahaba after shu'as. We don't fast after shu'as, because the food that we partake, and the enjoyment of the food, is allowed for the of sake. What a shavuos! Let's not go into the dairy and the meat. What a shavuos! There was a decree. The decree was: what's above is above, what's below is below. What stays? In, what's in heaven stays in heaven. What's down on the earth stays down on the earth. We don't want people going up to heaven. We don't want, and we didn't want the didn't want the holiness of holy to come onto the earth. This was nullified on Shavuos. On Shavuos, Hakadosh Baruch Hu came down onto Sinai. Meshrabein went up to heaven, and the concept of spirituality of holiness although we had Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, who had, were very holy. But this Teda, this Kiddushin, this, call it again, holiness, envelops the world, or env- started to envelop the world, started to fulfill the deed of labor, the dwelling place for G-d Shbarakum, here in the world, after Matan with Matan Today we start the introduction to Shariichel Vemuna. Second part of Tanya. In which Tereb, Tereb writes about Ava. Love unconditional love that a Jew has for Akadosh Baruch Hu can one have said unconditional Mm -hmm. love for a fellow person yes as a matter of fact it's preferable as such one should not have avatli abidavar as the Mishnah says in Pekhi The love that pends because of something. Because of a benefit that one can gain out of the love. But rather, Ava needs to be done unconditional. The love of a fellow Jew needs to be unconditional. And because we are human beings, and because we were created with the Yetzirah, we have that same doubt and that same question all the time. What is it that this person might want from me? How is it that the person actually loves me so much? What can they possibly stand to gain from this? How is it possible that it's unconditional. It's, a, it's so deep and unconditional that it scares me. It gives me anxiety. How is it that someone, why is it? And then because we have all, although we all have egos, and although we all love ourselves very, very much, we always, and the Chadri Chadarim in the private of private, in our own lives, look in the mirror and say, do I really deserve? You have those that actually are vain enough to feel that they deserve everything. The average person looks in the mirror and says, me'oni, me'cha'ini, who am I? Who am I really? Why would this person have... This emotional connection to me, on what basis? This is Tagbullah Sayyidza. This is where the Yetzahara comes flying in with both hands and feet. And it says to the person, hey 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 hey, think about this. The person says they love you unconditionally. Why? what is it what's it all about and a week passes since you hear this expression and it's still the same status two weeks a month a year and the person never asked anything of me the person never asked me to do anything for them to give them anything it's pure and it's unadulterated It's unconditional. And whatever I would ask for this person, the person would definitely do for me. As hard as it might be for them, and sometimes bend their own lifestyle and rules to do so for me. Why? Why? So you have a brainer. You have a breda to accept the incoming brachas, and incoming love and incoming feelings. On the other hand, you have a breda to say there's something here that the person wants from me, and I'm getting very nervous from it, why the person is so feels so connected to me, why the person feels so attached, and why the person wants why should they? Who am I? What are they what am I to them? this is Tachbulus HaYetzir this is where the hara gets into the system and turns the person inside out so much so that they blatantly tell the person how could dare you say how dare you even feel that you would unconditionally love me If who am I, what am I to you nothing I don't even have anything to offer you I don't have money I don't have this I don't have fame I don't have a nice car you, work, you can come borrow a vacation home that you can go take nothing what do we have for you? Through love, says the mission. Pechiyavus is Janus and David. There was a two-way street between them, and they mutually understood and cared and loved one another to the core, standing to gain nothing. As a matter of fact, <laughs> David becomes king, and Yenas re- renounces it. Doesn't have. Doesn't even get a chance of becoming king. and yet and yet this is the epitome says the Mishnah of unconditional love does it make me nervous that this person feels that way towards me it shouldn't it shouldn't no matter what you are, who you are, where you are this is something that one should embrace and one should carry and one should Cherish and one should develop. Automatically it helps with your self esteem, it helps the ego, it helps the kabbalah's ill, it helps with your bitl, it helps with everything. Because you become one and you say to yourself, This person really wants only for my good and for my benefit. This person genuinely has this good intention for me. Although I've had so many times throughout my lifetime people that showed me as such and then stabbed me in the back and left me hanging and hurt me, the person has no no catch. But I'm always going to be on my toes. I will always look over my shoulder to see what is the person wants. I'll get an inkling. I'll get a hint of something that the person wants. I don't know. he's say, Ah, that's what the person wants from me. <sighs> Oi, we feel sorry for that person not pitying the person, we just feel sorry that they allow the Yitzhara to tear them apart. We allow the Yitzhara to deprive them of the ultimate good that is offered to them. The shoulder which is offered to cry on, the smile which joins and illuminates and reflects my smile, Upon him, upon him, as Dr. writes today again, Tanya. All that comes about from our connection. And one needs to take this and not let the Yetzirah get into the system and make the most of it, so that they too can repeat and can carry on this very same emotion with his very same strength, with the very same intentions, the person that has or does for you. We came to Hasina. If you keep in score at home, the Eman of Shabbos, and Aleph tells us. That when the Jews came to receive the Teta, HaKadosh Baruch Hu took the mountain, raised it above their heads, and said to them, "Kafalim Harkigi is v'amalim." In a stipulation, "Imate mekabelim atedah." If you're going to accept the teda, Mutav is good. Imlav. If you're not going to accept the teda. This is going to become your grave when the mountain is going to drop and bury you all. What? What? We were forced in such a way to accept the tater that if we didn't accept it we'd be killed? really I remember hearing when I was a little child in preschool I was given two crowns one crown said Naseh, one crown said Nishma we will do and we will hear and before saying I'll hear and explain it to me and let me know what exactly I'm up against I said, Nasa, I'm doing it. 100% Kabbalah sale. This is what you want of us. This is what we're going to do. Now explain to me why and how. But if this is what you're requiring, requiring of me, I'm ready to do it. I'm jump, I'm on board. So, why are you surprising me years later when I'm learning Masech the Shabbos? Paychess 88 blot into the Yamada. Why are you surprising me and telling me no? That's not how we got the Teda. We got the Teda because there was a mountain hovering over our head and said it's going to crush us, and we don't. You burst my bubble. You took away my whole understanding. richness of, the, of, of uh, my heritage knowing that HaKadosh Baruch gave us a tana, and we all as a nation said yes we want it unlike all the other nations and now I find out no that's not what happened we were blackmailed let's see what happened let's go into depth of what happened by the standing at the mountain of the Harsinite Because, truth to be told, the Jews left Egypt. As they left Egypt, they became the Jewish nation. <sighs> and they were ready and prepared to serve Hashem, to become his nation. And they were told they're going to get a tailor in forty-nine days, and they immediately started the countdown. However, when they arri- when they arrived at Sinai, this took them to a whole new level. Rashi explains. When it says they said, Nasav this was in all the commandments that Mesha told the Jews before Mount Tanistel. Nasav who what person blindly says, sure, I'll do it, why not? Do what? I don't care, I'll do it. You gotta kind of know something. So prior to Mount teda there were certain mitzvahs that were exposed, well, that the were exposed to, and were told about. The seven mitzvahs the seven Noahide laws, the mitzvahs that we were told in Morah, and the mitzvahs that we were given a commandment how to prepare ourselves for Mount teda itself. And all these things the Jews declared not seven nishma. They knew already. They had pretty much of a package already. And they said, we will do it and we will hear. They really knew what they wanted. They knew what they were ready to do. They knew what they committed to. But this is not necessarily for all the mitzvahs that they were about to get on Harsinai. truth to be told, Bnei Yisrael left Mitzrayim. Mm-hmm. The Jewish nation left Egypt. They were Jews. They were Ibrus. Call them what you want. However, at arrival at Harsinai, they became they were taken to the level of converts. They were gerim. After the whole preparation one goes through for conversion, forget for becoming a ger, and one needs to accept upon themselves all the mitzvahs and learn the tefillah and know exactly how it has to be done. Then they can convert. But they need to know everything that it says in the Teda. In that case, that being said, you now stand as a Ged, and you don't even have the whole Teda to know it, to learn it, to understand it, in order to convert properly. And I definitely cannot tell you. Suffice it be, the mitzvahs that you now have learned already, in Mara, and like we said before, all the other mitzvahs, seven mitzvahs, etc., are enough for you to convert. You need much more than this. So as long as the tether was not given from the voice of the Almighty you can't really accept. You can blank, blankly say, "Yeah, I accept it. I accept it today. But what are you accepting? You can't accept a payment. I'm accepting a payment that I don't have yet. Sometimes you get a payment that says, do you want to accept this payment? <coughs> and you're right, yes or no? you got to click, yes or no? <laughs> but to get asked beforehand you might get this payment and you say, okay, I accept it <laughs> what, what are you accepting? it's it's Lufthansa, it's cyberspace it's almost less than a crypto coin no, no, don't go there touch your subject these mitzvahs of the Teda, which were about to be given by the Ebishta, were in a category of Dovashle Bol Eilam, something never happened. You could not understand and grasp as a Jew what you were about to be given and thereby say, I want it, I'm accepting it. But rather the main point, the main factor of the Jews accepting the mitzvahs and through this they went into Tzisrael to make a pact with Akadosh Baruch Hu. main thing happened by Matan Taylor at that point Akadosh Baruch Hu no longer gave them a choice they just needed to accept the Taylor and therefore Kafa Aleim he brought this above them and they accepted the teyra. And this was redone the times later of Akish But they accepted the actual Tayrah because they wanted to, because they knew what they were getting up, they were getting up against. Which means to tell us that all the Mitzvahs that they kept before Mount Teda, they were not at all in the same league as the Mitzvahs accepted after Mount Teda. So therefore... Hashem no longer gave them an option, but to accept the tera, In the time of Achashverosh, they accepted it the way it had to be. So, which means to tell us that all the mitzvahs and all the levels that were done before Matan Obviously, as we said, did not come to the comparison to what happened after Mount Tera, even by Mesh Rabbeinu himself. (coughs) The revelation that Mesh Rabbeinu had standing in Hasina'i was in no comparison to the revelation that he had by the burning bush. And therefore, Mount Tera is considered. As if the Jews literally converted, and they did a gear and they stood in the in the, in the level of a convert, which is kikotn like a child that's born if you can score at home, from an aleph. That a Gesh and his guy is kikotn is, shneilid. Is, a convert that converts is like a child, an infant that's born, becomes a total new entity, and thereby, B'nai a made this new entity, this new Mitzvah's entirely. And a Jew learns Teda, the Mitzvah, and he bonds himself with Akhredit Baruchu, in a way higher level. With no comparison to that of before Taylor. the four mountain the tater was given to us in the third month. Kazal point out the beauty of Matan Tera, the Mailah, which is bound with the number three. We have a Tera, which is Mishu which is three parts, Tera, Nabi, and with a nation of three levels, Kehanim, Nabi, and Yisraelim, on the third month from Chodesh Nisn, Nisn, year seven. This feeling of the number three, we need to understand, we need to explain. The whole tafkir of the Teda is to reveal in the world Hashem Echad. God is one. And to be done through Teira Achas, the one and only Teira. So why are we dividing it into three rather than one? Why are we not keeping to that one, to that entity which is known as the one and only God? With the one and only Tata that He gives us, that He presents us with Why three? Let's delve into this a little deeper. The purpose of the Tata is to reveal in the world unity. One can achieve this unity only after grasping and bringing together into the world. When one begins to understand and realize all the different components that go into it, Then one can, can, then can complete the actual task of unite of uniting. If, however, this unity is only because the person doesn't know any other way, this is what that's all I know. So yes, I, I'm connecting to this. The only thing I know about, only thing I know how to connect to. Then this is not a complete unity. Because then what happens? If I find something else, I know somebody else. The same is, of course, connection with a, not really per se, but rather than a Meshpia mash, and a kabul, where the person unites fully with this Meshpia, not blindly, but totally dedicated and given over to whatever the Meshpia is going to teach and give them, And not concerned whether somebody else comes along, if I can be influenced by somebody else, if I can connect to somebody else in between. Neshama the came down to the world, and this is comparison to a, son, a prince whose father decided to put him to a test to see if he's actually fully connected to the king. And how did this happen? He took the prince and he sent him off to a far-flung land. But not just a far-flung land but an uncouth society. People that were not in the socialite circles of royalty, shall we say. Simple, simple people. If the prince in this environment will not adapt to the environment per se, but will keep his regal appearance, then the father would thereby know that the child is actually fully connected with him. Where does this come from? When there's another entity and there's other things, other challenges with which we face and yet we withstand and we keep and we accept and we run with and we coexist and we live only on and bask in the (coughs) unconditional love that we are given. Otherwise, you have two options. Totally nullifying anything else and not looking anywhere else, not wanting to connect to anything else, only connecting to this itself. Or incorporating. Incorporating the other entity and saying, Oh, you know what? I'm going to teach and unite and openly put together with my official source. This is much deeper and much harder. The other thought pattern, the other existence is not yet in place. And we don't have any connection to it. However, when we, however when we turn over and we do and we make this one with us if we have a vessel that can that breathes the concept of actus of unity then there's no problem bringing anybody into my fold, into my connection. If, however, I'm adverse to these things, and I don't connect, and I keep a distance, and I totally cut off, actually, and I put together these levels of which I stay away from everything else, then nothing gets in at all. This cate- these categories that we mentioned are symbolic in the three th- things that we had that we spoke about. The three months, Nisan, Ea, Sivan. Nisan is the first month which tells us about the revelation of godliness. <inaudible> HaKadosh Baruch reveal revealed themselves to the Jews as they left Egypt. That's the first that we got from above. Unconditionally, not bound to who the person is or what the person actually is or what situation or what level the person is at. After that comes Khaydish Eer, where the entire month has in it the days of Sfira Sa'imer counting of the Eimer Safira is a Lashan of shining, of making it beautiful, making it clear. And thereby we totally purify and elevate our attributes, and we take as well the, Lush, the Yed Sahara. And we tell the Yitzhahara, look in these days now, I am totally overcoming everything and anything, and therefore I'm overcoming you as well. We're literally taking our its and turning it over into holiness. And this comes into completion in the third month in Khaydish Sivan, Khaydish Ashtishi. This symbolizes total revelation in the world, the physical world, making it a vessel for godliness. We thereby become a new entity, the entity of the world. Not contradicting holiness, but rather revealing it. And therefore, in this month, Teda was given because it's its mission and its purpose to reveal unity into this world until the entire world would become one Matthias, one existence, coexistence with HaKadosh Baruch One of the most important, or the most important, mm-hmm. factors in how to conduct a Jewish life is Kabbalah's El Maha as we said, and Bithel B'Metzias, accepting the heavenly yoke and totally nullifying ourselves, our own existence saying that we could have done what we should have done. And therefore, I can't say I'm perfect, because how much better I could have made it. The easiest thing to do is to point the finger at him, at her, they caused it, they, they made it. They brought about. They, they 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 they. And therefore, I totally cut myself off from any of the days, so I don't get exposed to it. So I don't have a problem with any of them. We need to be very sensitive to a second to another person's feelings. We need to understand. We don't have. Not everybody has feelings. Not everybody has an ego. Not everybody has emotions. But deep down, everybody does. And therefore, we need to be acceptance of it. And we need to be tolerant of it. And we need to be loving towards it, so that the person themselves can nurture and can become what they need to. There was a book that was sitting and learning here in Yeshiva from a tisrael, Amram Malka. It comes to the big Malka family in B'nei Barak Hashem. Amram was here in Kvotza. He learned here for a year. And during that year, he had discussed to go into the Rebbe's room many times to help organized the room. I'm sure he wishes that he had a much stronger knowledge of Teda so that he could have sat and studied books in the Teda in the Rebbe's room, but even as such, that was not his tafki, that was not he was there for, and therefore he had to do what he, had, what he was able to do. One day he was organized in the Rebbe's room, with a few other people and he noticed a picture in a drawer a family picture the drawer was slightly ajar slightly open and he saw this picture and it occurred to him that the Rebbe actually people send family pictures and the Rebbe saves them so he says hey I'll do the same he's a he's Bacha I'll also get my family to make a picture we'll take a picture of everybody together, the whole large Malka family, and we'll give it to the Rebbe. And he immediately, after it's called, contacted his parents, or his father, or his grandfather, and they all were very attuned with this, and they had no problem taking pictures, family pictures, and the picture was made, was taken. He gathered everybody together, they got a picture. So now he says, what am I going to do? I walk up to the Rebbe and say, Here's a picture. at the end of his year here, the tradition was he went into Yachidus, to the Rebbe a private audience to get, either sometimes get instru- instruction for the rest of your life inspirations he's going to bring it into the Rebbe he's bringing a picture to the Rebbe So he went and he got himself a beautiful frame, which is gold colored it was a bugger. And he brought this in an envelope to the Rebbe with his own letter, etc. And the Rebbe opened the envelope and took out, as he stood there, Yechidis himself in front of the Rebbe, took out the picture with the frame and smiled. And the Rebbe said to him, In Shavuos we bring bikurim, we bring the first fruits of the year. Tradition had it that the rich people brought beautiful, beautiful fruits that they had, on beautiful gold and silver trays and when they brought it to the Kayin the Kayin took off the fruits and gave back the tray there's no use for them and the person was more than happy to get back his tray the expensive tray the poor person brought on the the most simplest of platters and he presented this was accepted fully they didn't get back that platter because they knew where this was coming from. But the gold and silver was returned to the person because it's very valuable and it's better by him. I want to show him that he he did a mitzvah with this thing. He'll always remember this beautiful gold tray. He had a mitzvah with Bikurim on it. And so too said that the gold frame of the picture, the picture, I want the picture. But the gold frame, therefore, I'm taking the picture and I'm giving, back you the gold, the gold, giving you back the gold frame. Not to make this Boker feel bad and say, what are you giving me? I have room for frames also. Picture I'll take. What are you giving me frames? The ever told us "No." to each and every Jew, <laughs> we smile and we give unconditional love. And through that we will come to the Abolos, Hateira, the Sinifer, the Primus, and Yedushalai, Mirakadis, the previous, in in Akedesh, this Shabbos. I didn't discuss anything about dairy. I'm sorry. I have a Frederikiyamta.